We're on, bro. That's we it. are on. We are on. That's all. That's it. That's you know, we've been wondering, yeah, and figuring out how the hell we're going to start this episode. What time is it? It's 7.56. Bendif told me to get here at 4.30. I did, but we've had multiple... And I said to him, nah, bro, I'm going get to get there at 5. He goes, nah, please, bro, make sure you're there at 4.30. We've had multiple complications. So why are we starting at 8 o'clock? Because of the multiple complications. You should have thought about that. I should have. I'm sincerely apologetic for my really grievous actions. Are you a late person? Yes. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Damn. So you really don't like me right now? Yeah, I, uh, do you know what it is? Have you not seen it through the habits? Although that is something that I want to change. Yeah, you know. Why are people late? <laughs> Pisses me off. Um, How can you be late? You can be late by not preparing beforehand or you can be late because of unforeseen circumstances. That's fine. But let's be real. Most people are late because... Intentionally. Some people are intentionally late. Sometimes I am un- intentionally late. Uh, yeah, I've been intentionally late. But why, you, I, why did you do that? Because I know they're going to be late. Okay. <laughs> Apparently that's the thing. Anyway, hello there, everybody. I hope you guys are doing very well. There's a few things that we want to discuss today. Yes. Now, in today's episode, we will discuss heartbreak, emotional intelligence, and also... Male insecurities. Meal. No, not meal. Male insecurities. Male insecurities. Yes. That's mm. what we would discuss. Just speak about female insecurities I don't at think some w- point. Yeah, no. but I think there has to be a female present for that to happen. Ooh, because okay. we can't speak about something that we don't know. Fair enough. Is that right or is that not right? That's very right. Because we are perspective and we want to hear people's perspectives. And that actually brings me on to the next thing I was going to say. And 48... Point three percent of you guys are unsubscribed. You watch us, but you don't subscribe. Now, the reason why it's so important for us is for you guys. Because what we want to do is to be able to grow this channel to a level where we're able to bring various different guests and make the show grow. You know what? 48.3% unsubscribed. That's actually decent, you know. Really? As in, obviously, we want to bring it down to zero. That's never going to happen. But mm. that's actually quite a decent number compared to other people. I think a lot of other channels, it's like 60%, 70%. But then again, they've got bigger audiences. Yeah, that's probably one of the things. But yeah. Um, so please subscribe. We had a rule that we wouldn't do that, so you've just broken that. Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, so just to give you guys a little bit of context as to how we've got here. Um, as you know, I've been here for the last four hours, and so I decided to... Have a look at um, some of the notes that Bendif wrote. Um, and it's interesting. There's some stuff that I agree and disagree with, but um, I'll let you kick it off and mm. I'll put my two pence in once we get there. Cool. So I had a few questions for you to start. Oh. Number one, straight into the deep end. Yeah. Have you ever experienced heartbreak? <laughs> I saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know when you see it coming, so you gotta dodge it. I've been heartbroken by life. So, you know, uh, something that a lot of people say about you okay, is that during these episodes, yeah. you like to dodge questions. No, but I'm being serious. Okay, so explain. I'm not, I'm not dodging it. Explain like, that. We've given me detail this time. I've, okay, look, I've been really, like, I've thought about this. And someone asked me, have you ever been heartbroken <coughs> mm-hmm. about two years ago? And I genuinely said, I've been heartbroken by life. Because 
that was the thing that to me stood out the most as like, whoa, heartbroken. And it kind of refers back to what we spoke about a couple of episodes ago, <coughs> where you're like praying for something so much in every state. You know, like we, we mentioned <coughs> the best times to make dua, which is when you pray, when, you're, um, when it's raining and all that kind of stuff. And when you're praying some for something so much and you're so like hopeful of it, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, if I don't get this, I, I don't even know how life's going to be like. And then from your understanding, you don't get it. And it's like, whoa, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. So when people say heartbreak, that's what comes to my mind first. So that's not me dodging the question. That's actually me being like... Had in your mind a thought about somebody where you've thought of them so highly to be a certain type of person and they didn't fit what you had in your mind of them? Oh, um, yeah. And I think it came at a young age um, where it's like this person or this group of people could never do wrong. And then they do something that's like, that compromises your peace. And you're like, what? I didn't expect that from you. And I think it was good for me to learn that at a young age because it was like, just never be surprised with anything. But did that make you feel heartbroken? Because you know the whole word heartbroken, it, it, if you were to read it out, yeah, it's basically like your heart yeah. shattering. Yeah, Obviously that can't happen. Mm. Unless through surgery, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, but have you ever ha- f- felt that sunking heart feeling through that? Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's with people um, and with circumstances. Um, I think with people, it's like you, j- you just never expected them or, or like t- for them to act in a certain way that would completely go against what you thought of them. Yeah. So yeah, I've definitely had that experience. Have you? I have. I definitely have. I've been heartbroken before. Not in the context of everyone thinks it, it yeah. is. And that's the thing. Everyone everyone thinks it's relationships with the yeah. opposite gender. Yeah. In my life, I've never experienced that, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> um, but I've been, like I've said previously um, on here, I've wanted things so badly that I get that sunken feeling in my heart. Yeah. And I don't know if I've said this before, but for me, my first experience of heartbreak was when I failed my first year of A-levels. Can I say something? Not to downplay your experiences, Mm -hmm. but I think our definitions of an experience of a heartbreak are very contrasting. And I'm happy for you. Okay. So like... You know, um, when I was saying to you, you know, I was praying for something so much and like it, it never happened or it happened, whatever. In my mind, and I think I told you off camera as well of what it was, but can you see the difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your one's a lot more family related. Um, not ne- Yeah, but like not necessarily family, but it's just like, okay, and this goes back to how I am. I'm yeah. not really impacted by many things. I'm genuinely not. Like I'm so... Um, I Do you know when I just saw that? When? And I and I just remarked it and I was just like, Wow, yeah, he's right. What? He actually is like that. 
You know when, obviously, just before this episode, we didn't have a battery? Yeah. And you didn't flinch. It is what it is. It's we like couldn't, like, for example, we, we couldn't do any of this. We came here, you traveled, like, yeah. you were saying it takes him about seven hours to do this episode <laughs> every week. But you traveled all the way here from where you live, and it's very far away. Yeah. And we didn't have the thing that starts that. Yeah. And you didn't flinch. It's like, okay, but what, what do we do from here then? Now, if you contrast that to how I was feeling, I was thinking, I can't find a solution right now. Yeah, he started panicking. You yeah. went back. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, it, isn't it? Yeah, like, on, honestly, not many things impact me. Yeah. And so if you hear, oh, like, something's impacted Yahya, just know it's deep. And again, it's not to downplay your stuff, but I'm just saying, like, I remember, I remember feeling this emotion that I'm about to say, which is, I'd rather be homeless than what I'm going through. So it, mm. I don't know. It's all just like a, a, a relative thing, isn't it? Like for some people, it's failing exams. For me, it's like, lol. Whatever. <laughs> it's not that deep. But have you ever been in a position in your life where you've never seen, where you couldn't see out of it? Yeah. And how did you get over that? <coughs> Time. That's it. Um. So you know with like, Feeling low, I, I, like uh, there's a whole thing about chemical imbalance, right? Mm -hmm. About depression being a real thing, and it's a, it's a it's a big thing now because some people are saying depression don't exist. I I don't know, I don't know, but I always I always think there's something, and I'm I'm speaking purely from a personal perspective. I can't speak on any other people. Mm -hmm. I've never been down for no reason. So every time you felt down, is there's a reason. Okay, and so if you can pinpoint what that reason is then you need to work towards getting out of it. And that's my personal journey. It could be that someone else wakes up and feels down for no damn reason. I just haven't felt that. I've always had something and it's like, okay, go deal with that and then you'll be fine. If it's something you can deal with. Okay. Now, if we look at definition of heartbreak, mm. according to studies, yeah. heartbreak can be an intense experience that some scientists suggest it feels this physical pain. You know what I was saying about that sunken heart feeling? That's what some people may say. Now, there's a study as well that found that people had similar brain activity when they viewed a person of a former love, I'm guessing in this case, relationships-wise, and when they burnt, that, burnt their arm. Relationship as in, or like family. Yeah, it could be yeah. either family or... or um, Anything you had a relationship yeah. with. Yeah. So, there's a study that says that your brain activates in the same way yeah. when you feel that type of pain through a loved one yeah. and also if somebody was to burn your arm, which I find crazy. That is crazy. Which is why, you know, every single week when <laughs> you have, we have this conversation, we yeah. basically say the same thing, that our brains are more important than anything else. Mm -hmm. That's mad. That is mad because, you know, certain... I guess, yeah, it, it goes back to why people avoid looking at pictures of the past or videos of the past. Do you ever do that? Watch videos of the past. I don't know. You've never said this to me before. Yeah. But have you ever lost a family member close to you and you've looked at pictures of the past? Um, like when I was younger, my grandma died. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of, or well, I do remember, but it was very early on in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so like now I can look at a picture but I, like it's probably harder for my mum because that's her mum for her to look back at how does picture. she react to it oh. if you don't mind me asking 
bro, like you can imagine, like losing your mum after um, so long. Yeah, like, do you know? Apparently, there's a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a study as well that says that with mourning, after seven years, you gain the same pain that you had when the death happened in the first place. So there's a thing, I don't know what it is, but it blew my mind this week when I was reading it. Let's say somebody dies, a loved one of yours, and um, you feel that pain of instant pain where I've just lost this loved one. You'll be fine for seven years until that seven year point where bang, I feel the pain the same way. Really? It's crazy. That's scary. Yeah. Because it's like, yo, yeah, I've recovered, I'm good. And you know what's crazy? Um, you, you used the example of your grandma. My granddad passed away about four and a half years ago. Yeah. And I really want to see, not from, like, not from my side, but I think it's, it was my dad's dad. And when he died at the time, um, I, like, I, I saw pain differently because my dad doesn't show emotion like that. When I saw that, I was just like, this is mental. Mm-hmm. And then now it's close to that seven year period. I'd love to see if, that actually does happen. Yeah. It's, I can't, maybe it's linked to like, you know, parents are kind of the backbone of your journey. And they say that family will never leave you. Like family is always on your side, Mm -hmm. but your parents are like a fundamental part of that. So like, if you go through something difficult, you know, your parents will always have your back. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it's a thing where you're going through life and something difficult happens and you kind of remember that support system that you had from your parents who are no longer alive. Maybe it's something like that that sparks the trauma again. Could be that. Yeah, but that's interesting. Seven years. It definitely could be that, but I don't know why exactly seven. You know what's crazy? A lot of things in life happen in odd numbers. (laughs) It's five days a week. Yeah. No, five days, seven days a week. Which is even. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work. Oh well. Uh, um anyway, I'll just divert from that. Yeah. There is another study. Yeah. And we were looking at this earlier and you were like to me, you don't believe in it. Yeah. Well, it's not that I don't believe in it, I just think it's slightly skewed. But okay. But this study in 2018 found that widows and widowers were forty one percent more likely to die within the first six months after losing their spouse. Yeah, so just to clarify, say that again. So and make sure that you say it so people can understand it. Okay, there's a study that found that widows and widowers yeah. were 41% more likely to die within the first six months after losing their spouse. Yeah, um, I don't. The thing I was saying to you was I don't think this is consistent across all ages. So generally speaking, mm-hmm. you die at an old age. Generally, okay, that's like life expectancy. So. When you and your, let's say you you take a couple that are like 85 years old and one dies um, and then six months later, the other one dies. I do think age has a part to play in it as well. Yeah. Like, I I don't think that stat is consistent across. Yeah, now I think about it, right. Now I think about it, right, yeah. Maybe, like, it's probably the case where, yeah, like, it's, it has some sort of physiological impact on you, but I just don't think you're 40% more likely to die at n- every age. Yeah, and it's the next part that makes more sense mm. where researchers suspect that this is as a result 
of a 53% increased risk of cardiovascular disease. There you go. And this is where you link it to heartbreak, where heartbreak could have a physiological yeah. effect yeah. on your actual heart. What's the difference between heartbreak and, I don't know, like extreme low mood? Like why, why is it called heartbreak? I think heartbreak's Other than the based off like a time in your life or a period in your life where it just changes and shifts your perspective on everything. Okay, so it's a... So death. <coughs> okay. This is what I believe, yeah. what I think. Death, yeah. birth. Yeah. So these two things yeah. can have an effect on like your life. Yeah. Um, achievements. Okay. Um, so it's a, a monumental point in your life yeah. that could go either way. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's what it's talking about. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you guys think? It's interesting. Um, but yeah, there is something we haven't done yet. What's and that? I've forgotten it, but I think it's a great time to talk about it now. We had a comment this week. And I think by far the longest, the most in-depth and the best that I've seen in terms of detail. Mm-hmm. I like that name. The Askar Amara Axar, Show. Axar. Axar. I'm sorry. I'm dyslexic. Actually, I'm dyslexic. The Axar Amara show. And I don't want to assume the gender. I don't know if it's a brother. I don't know if it's a girl. I don't know if it's a boy. What do you think? I can't tell. I really can't tell. Okay. Um, okay, apparently I'm it's a so guy. I'm sorry if it's not by ears. Unless, so that's, pr- unless that's her man. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. But if it's a guy, then it's a guy. Um, and they say, obviously last week we were discussing about um, support and the different levels of support. And we gave a little insight into the types of support. And she goes further, or he goes further, um, going into like the three stages um, about verbal and nonverbal cues and so on and so forth. And her point, which I found really interesting, was the importance of having a purpose in life, which is she found interesting because in positivism, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is a psychological term. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's also a sociological term. Um, is there is. Is that positivity? Or is no, that positivism is like a school of thought. Okay. Um, of positivity. <laughs> no, it's positivism. Okay, okay. I'll, okay. Okay. Where the flow state, okay. where a person is feeling a sense of focus, involvement, and joy through the process of an activity can help them um, find a sense of purpose. I think that's Yes, I 100% agree. That's she also spent your, spoke your name as Yahoo. Yeah, and that's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> I remember in science class, my teacher was like, uh, Yahoo, right there. <laughs> Waste, man. Um, not oh, you, was that a guy? You. Was that a guy? No, no, it was uh, some lady. I can't even remember her name. But um, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting because have you ever f- been in that flow state where you're like revising and you're so into it, bro? Yeah. Like you feel like you're so focused and you're taking all this information, like you kind of just lose track of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you had that? Do you revise? <laughs> <laughs> Do you go to school, Ak? Uh, you know what? I, re- I found it really hard go- uh, growing up for the first time. Then I realized what the flow state was. When and have I- you been in flow state? Have you been so focused? Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Go on. So the only time, the first time I experienced it was during my A-levels. Okay. Um, wh- and I found my first passion within academia and that was law at the time. Okay. But I, I, I didn't stop. Like, I was so like involved in it. And... 
I didn't understand. Even when going back home now, obviously I live on my yeah. own now, yeah. but going back home now, I didn't understand why certain environments can affect my flow state. So for example, I can't work at home, like whatever I yeah, call yeah, home. Yeah. I've moved house, <coughs> it's the same thing. Can we just quickly define what flow state is? For those you that can do know. that. I, yeah. So I don't know the exact definition, but flow state, imagine it as a sort of phase that you go through where you're in this constant and very um, strong sense of focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of, once you're doing this, and, and you guys have probably found this to be the case when you're revising or you're trying to learn something, you just lose track of time. Or even when you're reading, mm-hmm. um, like you're just finding it so interesting that it's like, this is the only thing that I'm focused on at the moment. Okay, cool. And that's it? I, I, yeah, I think that's good enough. Okay. Now, in my case, it was <coughs> the different environments affected it. Yeah. So for some reason, I don't know why it works for my brain, I can't have quiet. Really? Yeah, I can't have quiet. It affects my flow state. Why? Is it because you start hearing your own thoughts? That may be the case. That's because mad. even today, when I was trying to plan the episode here, I was literally sitting here, Yeah. Yeah, trying to plan the episode, and I couldn't. I was that just like, yeah, it's cool. not happening. Because I it's too quiet. I can't re- focus if it's not quiet. If I hear anything, I'm getting pissed. I don't know how people listen to music when they're revising. Me was always I could I, I could listen to something. How? But I'll tell you my one, which will probably make your mind go even crazier. Go ahead. Coffee shops. You like that? I love it. I don't know why. So I that's love the thing it. then. That's yeah. That for me that Bro. improves my flow state. So wow. for example, you know how we're in like I said in this room I couldn't in that room when people are around there. And there's constant people getting up. You can I focus. Can focus. Why? How? I don't want to self-diagnose, but apparently I have elements of ADHD. Is it? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I personally don't know, and I'd love to self-reflect even more to understand. Oh, that is that's crazy. Yeah, for me, I have to. I have to be in somewhere quiet. If I want to l- learn something or focus on something or get things done, mm-hmm. I'm closing the door. I'm, no one's coming near me. I'm. Focus. I can't hear Completely. a single sound. Yeah. Interesting. Can't. Well, when I was in a flow state earlier, I did carry on with the um, heartbreak discoveries. Interesting. And you know how we, f- we we spoke about heartbreak being from like losing a loved one? Yeah. There's ways to deal with losing a loved one. And like I said, I don't know if you've ever dealt with it in any case, but some of the ways that, that, Psychologist Julie S. Lerner explains, and there's like three different things that you should do if you've gone through this type of hardship. Um, I think this one's a bit more like mundane. Like I think a lot of us know about this anyway. The first one being allowing yourself to cry. The second one being make space for the loss. And the third one being self-soothing. I think I want to delve deeper into the second one because the first two, the first three, uh, the other two we understand, sorry. Um, the middle one is the one that's more important, I think. Uh, making space for the loss. Um, for example, some different people cope with different things in different ways. Yeah. Um, and it could be tempting to just try to forget about your loss and move on. And I've done this before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, with the endless distractions available to us these days, for example, social media. Um, some people have addiction of work constantly. Mm. In order to forget about things. Yeah. Do you feel like that? Um, yeah. So I think I might have mentioned it before, but 
whenever I've tried to shut down things and not think of it, it would mm-hmm. find its way back into my life. So if I'm spending the day, I don't know, with my friends or going to the gym or traveling, when I'm on my own, oh, sorry, when I'm like gone to sleep, it'll come through in a form of a dream. Like your body doesn't let you forget about it. Your body forces you to, your body says basically, look, you either deal with this on your own, mm-hmm. or I'm going to force you to deal with it. And I'm going to force you to deal with it where it's a case where I don't know, you're on your own and I'm going to bring these thoughts or through a dream. But you have to process it and there's no running away from it. So it's like a computer. We're literally like computers. It's, and like what you said about making space for it. Yeah. You either make space for it on your own or your your mind will make sure you create the space for it. I think I've done the same thing. What, try to forget about it? And run away from it. Um, it always catches you. Yeah, I was talking about I was talking about this with um, somebody. I can't remember who. Your wife. I I believe so. I don't. I can't remember. But I I definitely spoke about this with somebody. I can't remember who. Um, and I was saying how. When I was younger. I had a friend, a very close friend name. at the time. Name. I will not give the name. Date of birth. I will not give date of birth. <laughs> Place of birth. But I was in school. And this person was like a very, very, very close friend of mine. Um, and something happened where we stopped talking. We stopped being friends. What was that something? I or can't remember. I can't remember what it was. And I don't know why. I don't know why my mind won't let me remember things. It, like was, a, it was like a thing. It was genuinely something that happened. Okay. And we just stopped talking. Okay. Cool. Okay. Now, when that happened, he moved on straight away. So straight away, and in my head, I was like, I completely forgot about man. And I'm thinking, <laughs> why are you laughing? Oh, that is flipping hilarious. Yeah, I don't know why. I was just like- Ben I, was out here crying, my man's got new friends. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know what? I, I was thinking to myself, how did this happen? So then, and this happened when I was young. So I was like 14 or 15. Then I was like to myself, if a human is able to forget so quickly, I want to develop those traits because I saw that to be favorable. I was like, I would love to develop a trait within myself where- I could forget about a problem straight away. But I don't know if that's health. I, okay, look. But that's, at the time, that's what I thought. <coughs> yeah. Now, I've done this about everything ever since. Mm. Okay. And it's, it, became, it became a habit because I don't allow myself to feel that pain. Okay. And I thought what I was doing was building me to be stronger. What were you doing? Completely forgetting about it. And putting it in a, in a, in a place in my mind yeah. where it does not exist. Yeah. But now, for example... The older I get, the more I realize that trait is affecting my life in a different way. Because let's mm. say I have an argument now with my mother or my brother, or not, not saying I do, but I'm just saying, let's say I have an argument with somebody. I just want to address the situation. I'll be like, yeah, cool, see you later. You see how toxic that can be now? Yeah, because you, you mentioned it as well. Yeah. The moment you like let a, continu- um, a situation grow, that's when like you've lost control completely yeah it's crazy i'm, I'm literally hearing yeah. you saying this in the last yeah you laughed at me today episode. i laughed at you yeah. why you just laughed at me now i always laugh at you <laughs> it's sad, actually. oh god i was gonna say something but i forgot that's fine but this does transition to something else mm. everything that I, I tried to bring transitions to something else and 
you know that whole aspect of forgetting about a problem? Yeah, yeah. No, mm. no I was I was gonna bring that up again. Okay. Before we move on. Um you know how you mentioned like your friend <laughs> dumped you. Yeah. <laughs> and moved on, like and yeah. you just found new friends mm-hmm. um the next day and whatnot. Um I think some people use that as a coping mechanism. So even if it's like a relationship where you've been with someone or whatever the case may be and things don't work out, some people tend to rebound. And it yeah. can be a rebound in a relationship, it can be a rebound in a friendship, whatever it is. Um, but the idea is that you don't let yourself process things and you just move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the danger of that is... I just got a brainwave, but go on. Okay, yeah. keep, keep that thought. Yeah. The danger of that is you don't really start, you don't really process things and you start to... Let's say, for example, me and you are best friends. Mm. Okay, I tell you everything, you tell me everything. And we stop talking for whatever reason, yeah. yeah. And it would be weird, like let's not lie, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, like, of course. The hell, you. It's not natural for you to, yeah, like, yeah. best friend telling you everything, and then suddenly I'm just got all these other best friends. The next day, I'm not really processing what happened between bet- uh, me and you. So it's like I can then take my toxic traits that I pushed on you, mm-hmm. and rather than when we like stop talking, take myself out of the situation and heal my traumas and my problems, I'll go and spill it over to the next group of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's constant. Yeah, so I just think whatever the case may be, like this is this is my mo- motto, man. Like regardless of what it is, when you're going through something that's like quite big, don't make rash decisions. Mm. Take, your, take yourself out of the situation, actually analyze and take calculated decisions because that in that specific time that's when you're most emotional that's when you will make the most irrational decisions um so and i think it's just good to also have friends around you that when you're not in a rational state to make the right decisions that they can be like yo shut your just don't even try doing that shut your mouth Mm. i'm not gonna let you do that because they are the ones that are rational when you're not sorry carry on what you were saying that was powerful <laughs> i was in a flow state <laughs> <laughs> what a legend um now yeah i had to, I had a thought just mm. now and i was just like wow do you think that people who have this type of trait where they're able to f- forget quickly are the same people oh, sorry like Make it out that they forget quickly. Make it out. Think yeah, make it out quickly. that they forget quickly yeah. and forget about the problem or for, forget about relationships being lost or whatever. Yeah. Do you think that's what contributes to cheaters? Oh. Oh. Because you don't like, you don't grow up. You don't. You're not born yeah. to be a cheater. But maybe as traits through friends. I think that's why everybody says, for example, if you look at somebody... You can't be born a cheater. You can't be born a cheater. Why not? You're not it, when you come out of your mother's womb, yeah. you're, everything's unlearned. Yeah. Like, you have to learn everything. Yeah. You either see it from your surroundings yeah. or you're influenced by society. What about the innate predisposition? I agree with that. I'm not yeah. saying I don't agree with that. Yeah. But you also have free will. Exactly. So, if I want to cheat, I want to cheat. 
based on what we're discussing. Clip that. Um yeah, no, nah, I don't know. I, just, I, I personally believe... Okay, let, let's go with the assumption that you're not, you're, some people are not born yeah. to cheat, okay? Then it has, has to come from something. And I think these are the traits that, oh, let's say, for example, yeah, in, yeah. in school and so on and so forth, people that can't keep relationships or are able to forget about relationships very quickly. Yeah. I've just become a psychologist, apparently. Yes, yes. Um, they're able to then cheat on their spouses. Are you saying that, okay... Let's say I'm in a relationship and we break up. I'm like, don't care. I'm going to go find and just going to like muck about. What, what do the girls call it? Summer, hot girl summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then do all this craziness. And it's like, let's say I find someone. Yeah. And then, but deep down, I'm thinking about the other, other person. That In that case, I'm going to want to cheat or have an inkling to cheat is that what you mean because you haven't processed it you've just gone into this new thing yeah i think it's dangerous that's what like i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's why i think never rush into something like oh bro like whatever the case may be if something big happens in your life don't rush into something take your time figure it out how do you know when you're ready i think you just know man i think you just know and sometimes is it a feeling or is it a thought it's a state because it's like you don't tend to think about it as much. Or even if you do think about it, it's like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's not mm. so heavy on the heart. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But now, if I was to say another thing, mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. What are those? Sorry, someone's just wearing some weird-ass shoes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, if... I think, don't worry. If, um, no, Neymar's now shocked because he thought something happened. But my transition has been affected now. But I'll say it anyway. Yes, sir. Yeah. <coughs> if, for example, now, um, these people that cheat, yeah, um, what I say from my perspective is that people that have this within them, it's learned through experiences through friends and schooling and so on and so forth. And it's those habits that you have where you're able to forget things very quickly and not process things. That's where it comes from, right? I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. Because even, sorry, Karen, I'll mention it afterwards. But it could also come from insecurity. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I think the two can be linked as well. What two? So the ability... <laughs> to cheat. We're just talking from a man's perspective now. But the ability to just bin someone and go on to another group can come from a position of insecurity. Now think about this properly because you might feel within yourself that this guy has wronged me and it's made me feel so bad inside mm. and I want to fulfill it with something else. And because you're insecure within yourself that you don't love yourself and you don't like, there's no self-worth. Yeah. You constantly need somebody else yep. to fulfill you. Yeah. yeah what do you yeah. think? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, and that's why like people make rash decisions <coughs> you know where they don't process the, the thing and it's they just throw themselves into something else and um yeah it's it's just a dangerous dangerous game and again i've said it three times but whenever you're in that state be around people that are more rational than you are so that you don't make any stupid decisions 100 percent, especially decisions that are lifelong lifelong that would affect your life as well. Yeah. 
Okay. Would you say you have any insecurities? Insecurities? Yeah. yeah. I think everyone has insecurities. Okay, what are you insecure about? Oh, Just give me one. You don't have to go into too much detail. What am I insecure about that I can share? Um... You know, it's funny, like, I used to be so good at presenting. Okay. So, uh, I used to be like, if someone said to me, oh, can you present this? Give me a hundred people, I don't care. I'll present it, confidence. Okay. But then, I think maybe it's due to, like, lack of practice or something. But when I present now, I don't show it, by the way. I've been told, like, you, you can't tell. But inside, I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't really like this attention so it makes you feel insecure. So how do you feel about this? Um, normal. So why is it when you're presenting to other people that is it because they're in front of you and they're present? Do you know what, bro? I think it's because, you know, and I keep mentioning this thing and people are probably thinking, what the hell was this guy begging for? And he never got it. And But that situation, I think, really took a lot out of me. Like even from a confidence perspective, mm. um, before that, I would be very confident and... <coughs> You can put me in front of a thousand people and I'd be able to speak whatever, like present. But I think when that happened and I withdrew from everything, it definitely had an effect on my confidence. Um, so you were insecure about showing people your insecurity? That just or, coming or coming across insecure? I just... I don't know. That's too much for me to think. <laughs> <laughs> that's a riddle, bruv. Um, but yeah, m maybe as we're having this conversation, something else will come up that I'm comfortable to share. But what are you insecure about? I can say what I used to be insecure about. Okay. And I think I've learned how to battle with this. So I'll let you into a little story. Oh, finally. Yeah, I'll let you. <laughs> so none of that. Not to go into detail. No, nah, I'll actually go into detail with this. It's fine. Oh, legend. This one's fine. Episode eight. Yeah, it, it took ben this long. Ben into detail. <laughs> eight hours. Um, sorry, Ben. Neymar just told me off for messing up the mics. Sorry. I used to be insecure about my weight. I know a lot of no, people. I'm not laughing. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not fair because it looked like I'm laughing, but Neymar laughed first in the yeah. background. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually genuinely serious. I used to be very insecure about my weight. As in because I know, like, I'm not the biggest person now. Um, but I used to be one of two things. Both things, actually. I used to be very short. I remember I told you this and you didn't believe it. And the second yeah, one was... Yeah, you're short because you're quite tall. Yeah, and the second one is I used to be, like, very, very skinny. <laughs> really? Very, very skinny. Not because I didn't eat. I did eat. But I, I didn't want to eat too much. And I didn't have any... Um, eating disorders maybe I didn't see it to be an eating disorder I don't yeah. know because I'd always be told you need to eat more you need to eat more I never saw it to be that type of way and I never understood why I didn't want to eat as much That's I still don't understand why and you're not insecure about that and I've never been insecure about that I was just insecure about the fact that everybody around my age group was bigger than me and I wanted to be like that but I wasn't and even mm. then I went through like the whole stage of my life where I wanted to go to the gym and so on and so forth and that still didn't improve my eating habits like I think I would be full very quickly okay but then I think I understood it was because when I was eating it was going to my height and not my width do you understand what I'm saying like during those ages of adolescence mm. I just like grew 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 look at so you now big man are you six foot or I'm just six under? foot two 
Oi. So that's, that's why I was so shocked when you're like, I was yeah. sure. Yeah. Didn't make any sense to me because you're there talking were, to me. There were two things that's that crazy. I was insecure about. Now that you say that, actually, I used to be extremely insecure to wear a t-shirt because oh. I was so skinny. Yeah. Bro, I would never, ever wear a short sleeve t-shirt. Because what was the feeling that you didn't want to feel? It just looked like sticks, bro. Yeah. And that's... Were you comparing yourself to other people? It wasn't even the comparing thing, but I just... Like, you can ask people in my family... Are you like, sure it wasn't comparison? I think it was maybe comments. People would yeah. be like, oh, you're skinny, fam. <laughs> what was your nickname in school that made you feel insecure? I had one, I but I don't really care. I didn't have... You don't have a nickname? No. In my school, everybody had a nickname. What was yours? Big head. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh about it now. Yeah, I laugh about it. And I, to be fair, even back then. Have you got a picture that you can share with us? Maybe. Uh, picture right there. <laughs> I don't even think I have a picture. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I'd have to go through the archives at home. Yeah. No, I. But I, you know why that was such a big thing? Because my head was disproportional to my body. That is. Like my head was the way it is now, but everything else was smaller and I like <laughs> compact. That is so funny. Show yeah. me a picture one day. I would do. But you know, like insecurities, that's a good one. Um, because I was exactly the same, bro. I didn't wear a t-shirt. I hated wearing t-shirts. And until like only recently where like I'd start going to the gym and getting a bit more size that I'd be like, okay, I can wear a t-shirt now. But before, Nothing. no chance. Yeah. No chance. That's crazy. We have a similarity finally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Now, there are other insecurities and I think we should delve deeper into this. And a lot of them are like relationship based in okay. terms of like, Things that us guys do that comes out in either friendships or relationships with the opposite gender. Yeah. Now, one of them is lying or exaggerating the truth. Um, this specific type of thing, the research that I did, um, says it in a different way. So they say that it's apparently it's easy to spot a habitual liar. What's a habitual liar? I'll carry on. His lies are mostly intentional to either make themselves look more successful, special, or talented than he really is due to a fear of rejection. Okay? Some guys lie when they feel uncomfortable with who they are. Sometimes you might find them brag about their looks or talent as they often compare themselves to others. And this insecurity leads to, like, lies, basically. <laughs> As you're saying that, I just remembered something funny. Um, my eldest brother had um, like a white Range Rover. It was a nice car. Yeah. Vogue? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Had his name on the plate, whatever. And I and I joked him. I was like, oh, let me use that car, man. I'm going to go pick up some girls. Yeah. I was like, yeah, take it. But when I take it back, <laughs> that's, when she, that's when your real true colors will show. And even though it was like, was it obviously I was joking and he was joking. Yeah. It just like, he had a message, which was, don't fake stuff. Mm. Or don't make yourself appear a, a way that you're not. Just be very much yourself. Have you ever tried to not be yourself? Yeah. Towards the end of YouTube. <clears throat> Woo! Where it's like, that's honestly, because... There was a transition phase where 
I don't know. There was a phase where I just felt like, okay, what the hell am I doing? Why am I acting like this? I wouldn't act like this normally. So that's why I just stopped. Or not necessarily stopped, but just shifted completely the kind of content that I was doing. And this, I feel like this platform is a mirror of me Who now. you are, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. But why did you want to be like that? Why do you want to shift yourself? Is it because you don't you, choose. You can't. You you don't intentionally choose, mm. but it definitely comes from within you. So I think priorities, bro. Like I told you now, like my priorities are to be the best son, brother, cousin, <coughs> all of that. That's no, but I'm saying during that YouTube period, <coughs> yeah, I get it. Priorities have mm. changed, yeah. But why did your priority shift towards being somebody you weren't back then? Have you thought about that? Oh, so it's like, it's kind of this thing where you built this platform and this, this, this set of following that know you for a specific reason. And when you try and branch out, they won't necessarily watch your stuff. So it's a fear of rejection? I think it's a fear of not rejection, but a fear of what's the word? Losing. Because fear of missing out. Because, for example, now imagine we're doing this podcast and we're getting millions of views, and then one day we upload and we get a hundred views. What the hell? Yeah, what's going on? Let's say that was for, I don't know. We did a new series. Mm. <laughs> we're not doing that series again. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like that. It's like, oh, but if I upload this, it's more like a dopamine thing. Okay. If I upload something different it's not going to do so well. If I go back to this other thing, it's going to do so well, but it's like, can I really be doing that forever? But why is it now that you execute this when back then this wouldn't be favorable to you? What, platform? I mean, uh, podcast. Like, yeah, podcasting, for example. Um, unless otherwise, unless yeah. like, even back then like you would have done a podcast. Because you're right. For, as an outsider now, looking at you and watching you, I have been watching you for quite a few years. As I've told you previously. We also have a video about this where I said, <laughs> keep doing your thing, bro. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so even watching you from the outside, I have seen that I thought you were that person. Mm. I think um, if you were to tell me, go back five, ten years or go back five years um, and do a podcast or start YouTube, I'd do YouTube, bro. Because for me then it was like capturing... Um, like a large portion of that time um, through vlogs of with friends, yeah. vlogs of family, traveling, all that stuff. S like for me, that was the thing. I wanted to do it and I'd still do it if I was to go back. But I think I've done that now and I still like record and take pictures of points in my life. But it's n but now I just think I can, I don't know, I've just naturally shifted towards this platform and this is what I want to do. Okay. <laughs> Very interesting. Now, another insecurity, and I'm going to go through these ones a lot more quicker because I feel like the first one is the most important one. Um, I'm going to read through some of them. I don't think all of them are too important. Um, so going out of your way to show your masculinity or being very defensive. So can we just recap what, what these lists of things are that you're saying? So they are lists of insecurities, so male insecurities. Okay. Okay. That maybe one person has one of them, maybe one person has all of them, maybe so on and so forth. Yeah. So basically lying is the first one. Second one is going out of your way to show your masculinity. 
okay. which I think a, a lot of men go through as well. Yeah, yeah. Where you try to show this bravado, oh, look at me, look yeah, at me, yeah. look at me. Um, fishing for compliments, mm-hmm. which I find, you know, my, the, my face, you can see it from my face now. I'm just like, cringe. Uh, yeah, ick. Fishing for compliments. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, when somebody overly tries to flatter you, Oh my God, let's stop right here because I got a lot to say about this, bro. You know, sometimes guys, yeah. Like let's say there's a group, yeah, and there's a guy, there's girls, yeah, and this guy's got, I don't know what it is, but he wants to impress the girls, yeah. Um, and then well, which number are we on? Four, four. So flattering you. Okay, so he will try anything to get their attention, and it's like. It comes very evident. Bro, you look like... Shut your mouth, sit down, and stop trying to put other people down for you to look good in front of girls. Have you not seen that? (laughs) I've seen this so many times, bro. And it just... You know that face that you had? Yeah. (laughs) Bro, it's just like, that's flipping disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, that's People do it to their boys, bro. Yeah. You know, there's a bro code, isn't it? Yeah. Where if there's a girl there and your boy likes them or, or you like them, the bro code is you start saying things like, oh, can I b- borrow your Lamborghini? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there's the opposite of, bro, there's people that are friends that will be like, I don't know, they'll say things in the in the. What, what's like an example of flattering? Impressing, isn't it? Like No, but I'm saying you're... They're flattering either a girl too much or they're flattering a, a guy too much as like a friend. No, it says tries to flatter you. Tries to flatter you, yeah. Yeah. So how? Give me an example because I don't really understand it right now. I, I, what do you? What do you not understand? Sorry. So let's say we're in a group now. Yes, it's me and you. Yeah, yes. I'm the one who's trying to no, flatter. No, that's you. not a group. Let's say let's say a big group, yeah. A big let's group. So like there's ten people, five yeah. boys, five girls. And I'm the one that's trying to flatter you. No, let's say you're trying to. Okay, let's say. Okay, yeah, you're trying yeah. to flatter me then. What would I be saying to you? That would flatter me. Yeah. Bro, nothing. No, but what would I be saying that would be me, that would constitute me trying to flatter you? <laughs> oh, um, no, I think we're... We're, we're on different to, flow yeah, states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is, there's a group of people, me, you, three other boys and five girls. Yeah. Okay. Whether we're in a group together or okay. they're just there doing their own thing and we're doing our own thing okay i've just seen people boys guys suddenly they become very loud ah okay. bro you're not loud shut your mouth you're not yeah, like yeah. this yeah they start becoming loud they start making jokes you know them ones where like you make the joke it's like no one's no one's laughing no but you look you look to see like if if you got a reaction yeah but you're not like that ah. shut your mouth yeah I can now understand what you're saying. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. So that looked like it came from a position of I've seen it, bro. Experience. I've seen it. So what do you do to those type of people now? Come off. <laughs> Cut them off. Yeah. Completely. I don't like people like that. Okay. And it's not bro, I'm not talking about like um different genders. I'm talking about like if there's five of five guys. Yeah. And then and I've seen this 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 is the same level for me. There's me and you, when we speak, we're cool. It's fine, like we share stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the moment you see three other guys come into the the equation, you start becoming different. You start showing off. You start becoming brave. It's like, bro, be yourself. <laughs> like in all in all situations. 
This is where the male bravado comes out from your hair. What does that mean? <laughs> male bravado. So this is the male like dominant side. Oh. No, I just I just don't like it, man. I just like people being consistent in every situation. This is a side of you. I'm guaranteed nobody's ever seen of you. What? This side of you, of you explaining <laughs> things in such a passionate ways. No, I just that this is the thing for me, man. I I'd like to think I'm a very consistent person. Okay. I'd be very consistent with you now and ten years later, as long as you're consistent. But I just there's very few Why people. change to impress people? Yeah, man. And you know what? You know what? Fine. Change is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's that's a bad thing. Yeah. Just don't change at the expense of others. It's like, I'm not going to change my personality and then because other people are here and make you look dumb or make you look stupid. Yeah. One-on-one was fine. Like, we were talking fine. This has got to be one of the most powerful conversations we've ever had. <laughs> it's taken us eight episodes to get this comfortable with each other. But... Thank you for sharing. Yeah, just be consistent, man. I sound like I'm hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I sound like I'm. Yeah, you actually do sound like you're. But hurt. I have just. What, I, what do I do in these situations? I just distance myself from people like this. I just don't no. care. Yeah. Okay, I was going to drink some water, but you've stopped talking. I might get that um, printed on my t shirt. I, I just don't care. Don't I actually care. You know the idea that we had? What? The one that we had, we had off air. Say it now, because you mentioned it, so you gotta say it. I don't care what we it wanted is. to create merch, obviously, just for us. Okay. Um, for perspective. Yeah. The hoodie that I had in mind, and we said yeah. we we're gonna every every single one of us will be different for each other. Why don't you have I don't care on the hoodie? <laughs> I, might <laughs> I might do that. I can't lie. I just don't care. I just don't care. Okay, so I'm gonna run through the others very quickly. Neymar, how long do you have? Okay. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. Let me just run through it very quickly. Okay. We're definitely not going to go through emotional intelligence. I think we have. That's a big one. Yeah. And that's, that links to what I just spoke about. I hate, I get pissed off at people that are not emotionally intelligent. Okay. So we'll divert that. So we'll connect <laughs> What's it wrong to with me today? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the other ones. How can you not be emotionally intelligent? I'll carry like, Can on. you not read the room? Like it pisses me off if people can't read the room. I can read the room so well. Yeah. And if you could read the room right now, uh, you'd be allowing me to carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. That's true. So, <laughs> jealousy is one of them um, in terms of insecurity. When somebody's overly jealous over a certain thing or a certain person, insecurity, um, constantly critical of people. We could... <laughs> He really wants. To, you really want to carry on talking, isn't it? Yo, I, yeah, I. This this should the, uh, continue next. Yeah, episode. I'm not gonna lie. I'm starting to get pissed off. Yeah, we should. <laughs> should we do this? Because we've only gone through half of it. Should we do this? Yeah. <laughs> Let's, stop. <laughs> Let's stop. Because this boiling. Yeah, there is so much that we could delve. Oh, I, I just had to bite the mic. Uh, please don't clip that. Big head. Um, yeah, <laughs> but we could genuinely carry on with this in like a very, very, very uh, long sure way. Me, okay. Yeah. You're tired. I'm finished. Okay. I got the giggles. I got the anger. Let's recap. I might punch you up. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Um, let's <laughs> let's <laughs> recap the majority of it. Okay. So today what we ran through is heartbreak, which is the majority of that. Yeah. And we need a question that we need to show and give to, to perspective. How do you deal with people that are not consistent in different situations in different environments? Do you keep them as friends? Do you cut them off? Let us know. In the comments down below. That wasn't planned. That just came out. Repeat that again. I can't. How do you 
deal with people. How do you deal with people that are not consistent in different environments? Okay. Do you keep them in your circle? Do you distance yourself? Do you, what do you do? Let us know. Cool. And I'll be reading the comments. Guys, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Was it your best episode? I just got angry. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen a different side to you here today. Oh. And myself, to be fair. Um, but honestly, thank you so much. Like we have said previously, and we'll say it again, 48.3% of you guys are unsubscribed. So please, in order for us to grow this channel, in order for us to grow this environment even more, and to be able to, obviously we said, and it's coming closer, to get the best guests that we can get, oh. we need you guys to subscribe. Soon come, soon come. And let us know who you want on the podcast. Yeah. And make sure it's not like... Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Just, make, just make, let us know. Just that face, yeah. Yeah. You're understanding. Yeah. Yeah. You have a message for these guys now. Do I? Yeah. What the end of it? every episode. Oh. Until next time. In fact, why don't you say it with me? Do you even know it? No. Till next time. Take care of yourself, guys. Spend time with your family. And we'll see you in the next episode where I'm not as angry. <laughs> Peace out. See ya.